the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Michael Swain of Fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And the man across the way from me is Michael Swain of Fog.net. I'm glad I was in Houston yesterday houston we they, they had a problem have, they had a problem they had lots of problems seriously was it just crazy in there oh it was the best game atmosphere i think of this season and maybe since you know kind of post-covid i, I kind of hold that wow. ku west virginia game in 2017 as kind of the gold standard for a home game for ku and this came close maybe not quite at that level interesting yep not so good on the K-State front. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show, on Twitter at the drive13, and of course answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of the drive, you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com and fog.net. And we start things off with our two minute drill. The first segment of the two-minute drill sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, as we were just discussing, Kansas rocked fourth-ranked Houston on Saturday, 78-65 inside Allen Fieldhouse. And, Michael, it was impressive. Did Bill Self's team earn a season-defining victory? It definitely a season-saving one yeah. in terms of Big 12 play. I thought Bill Self put it pretty well post-game or pre-game talking about if KU had lost this game, they would have been, I believe, two games behind Houston in the loss column. And KU still has to go to Houston to end the season. We know how good the Cougars have been at home. And for KU, this puts the Jayhawks now at the top of the conference. You know, there are multiple teams with three losses fits. This conference is insane. But this was maybe the best KU performance I've seen in a long time. That KU could not miss. The game plan was perfect. It did a great job of taking what Houston tries to do and blitzing ball screens, creating havoc. And Grant, K turned the ball over 18 times, which isn't great, but some of those plays also resulted in so many open shots that KU was able to knock down. And for me, you look at this KU team and what is evolving here with Johnny Furphy in the starting lineup. This is a team that can continue to go toe-to-toe with the best in the country. That we've seen from KU all season, right? Wins over Tennessee. Kentucky, UConn, and now Houston. But I think the manner in which KU is doing this is also equally impressive. You look at what KU did on the glass, where Houston is a great offensive rebounding team. They grabbed the fewest rate of offensive rebounds, right? So offensive rebound percentage that they had all season. Mm. And that speaks so much to the effort and intensity that KU played with. Because at times this season, KU has been lethargic or lackadaisical in part probably because 
the starters are playing so many minutes. But this was just a key performance for KU that kind of answered, I think, some of the questions you had about this team. Can KU win a game against a team that really turns up the pressure because turnovers have been such a big issue for KU this season? That was an area that, again, still needs to be improved, but the game plan was perfect for KU, and now they're able to go into this kind of next key stretch of Big 12 games at the top of the conference. And I think as we've seen with these Bill Self teams, there are early losses in conference play, right? How many times have we seen KU drop a game or two games in January? Fans freak out. All of a sudden, by the time February comes, the team's clicking on all cylinders. I think we're seeing that again this year. So we are at the halfway mark, basically, of the schedule in the conference, and the leaders have three losses. So when we said earlier in the season that five losses might win this thing, we're on track. If yeah. someone can clean it up in the last half and only lose two, it might be a top of the heap. It's, it's unbelievable. It really is, and it was an unbelievably uh, bad week for yeah. K-State, on the other hand, losing to Oklahoma and then Oklahoma State on the road on Saturday. The Wildcats are now 4-5 and five in the conference after losing four in a row. Fitz, just how bad is this for the Cats right now? It's bad. They haven't been the same since losing at Iowa State, but I don't think that was the game that kind of derailed them. They were in that game despite ending up at 11 points uh, because of free throws down the stretch. Houston was the problem. No pun intended there. Um, they went in there, and Houston had them scouted perfectly and put on film exactly how to uh, take K-State out of everything it wants to do. And since then, K-State has been bad. And at times on Saturday, they started better at Oklahoma State, and then they saved the fade that usually is the start of the game for the end of the first half and fell behind and never quite fully recovered. Oklahoma State played a very good game, but let's be honest here, Oklahoma State is a young team, a developing team, a not very good team. This was only their second win in the conference, and K-State should have won. Uh, but this team has just completely lost its identity right now, and the ball seems to just kind of stick in hands and not move around on offense, and the problem at Oklahoma State was a new one. It wasn't turnovers, it wasn't giving up rebounds that really hurt the Cats. It was defense, which has been the thing that has kept them in games despite the problems they've been having. If they lose their defense, the rest of the season is going to be double-digit losses, and I don't even want to think about Monday night if they decide this half effort of defense and getting to loose balls. Seriously, Jerome Tang brought it up in the post game in Stillwater, and as I was watching the game, I'm like, it seems like anytime a ball is on the floor, on the court, loose, Oklahoma State gets to it. Almost every time. I hate to say this, but if the play hard chart was still a thing in Manhattan, Kansas State would have lost it horribly because they got out hustled and outworked by Oklahoma State. And I'm going to say this and say this bluntly. Kansas State isn't good enough to be out-hustled and outworked by anyone. They just aren't right now. And that is going to be the biggest issue with them on Monday night. Fizz, I'll tie that point into the top of the conference, right? You look at some of the teams that are playing for the Big 12 title right now. They're the teams that are incredible in those 50-50 moments, right? Houston, KU. Iowa State, those are some of the teams that are great with those effort plays and playing with high intensity. And I think you're right, like watching K-State lose to an Oklahoma State team without Bryce Thompson, like there just wasn't that intensity there, and that's a big concern. Yeah, K-State is uh, not slow, but they're not quick. And they might be okay in open court, but quickness getting to the ball like that, they just, they're just way behind where last year's team was. 
Well, let's get to it. It's Big Monday. KU meets K-State on Monday mm. in Bramlage Coliseum. The Jayhawks just claimed a big win. The Wildcats are struggling. But, Michael, does this matter in this series? And let's start with what KU needs to do to win this game. Fitz, no, it does not matter. <laughs> the previous games have no bearing on what we're going to see on Monday night. You know, for KU, I think some of the keys really are going to be some of the things that we saw KU struggle with in some of their past road games. And that's something we got to see this KU team do, go on the road and continue to play like they have at home. And turning the ball over has been such a huge issue for KU in these road losses. And I think that you look at this K-State team, they're going to come out with energy. And if they don't, that's a huge issue for K-State in the long run, if there's no energy in a rivalry game like this when Bramlage Coliseum is going to be going nuts. So I think turning the ball over for KU is going to be key. Can they not do that? And then can they keep someone like Perry from going crazy from three? That's one of the big equalizers here. KU is not a team that shoots a lot of three-pointers. And as we saw against Iowa State, when I think KU was one of the better, or had one of their better road performances, but still lost because they went crazy from three and KU doesn't have the ability to go berserk from three like other teams. So for me, that is the big key for KU. Limiting what K-State can do behind the three-point arc, not turning the ball over. If they do that, KU will win. Well, this is an interesting matchup. KU's not as deep as they have been. K-State has a little depth, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's great depth. I mean, this this team's really struggling to play to an identity right now. They can't even figure out what that identity is, and that's a big problem. Tyler Perry's not a point guard. And on Saturday, we saw Day-Day Ames, the true freshman, get the start in Stillwater to handle the ball. And by the end of the game, it was back to what we've been seeing from K-State, which is two off guards playing in the backcourt, trying to make it happen. But Michael, you're exactly right. If K-State can't come out and play with high energy and focus, defend, and you know, just kind of get physical in this game, in this game with what will be an incredible crowd, then this team is doomed. I'm not saying they're doomed if they lose. I'm They're doomed if they come out and play like they have been playing. And we haven't seen the same kind of fire since that Iowa State game when it was very competitive. And now with Kansas coming in, I'm not going to say it's make or break time for K-State, but it's pretty quick. Mm. They can win this game. It sort of makes things feel a lot better after the last four losses because there'll be 500 in the conference. We will see. My hopes aren't up. But, Michael, this game is what it is. It's mm-hmm. sometimes a complete zoo and unpredictable. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. All right. Last week's question was, who will win the Big 12 this mm. season? Fitz is always fun to look at these mm, a week later. Um, Houston got 67% of the vote, the overwhelming winner. Kansas got 29% of the vote, and then the duo of Texas Tech and Iowa State both got 2% of the vote. Does that game end the season, K- KU at Houston? Yes, it does. That's a lot. They did that on purpose. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> this week's question is a different one. The World Cup announced that Kansas City will host three matches in 2026, including a quarterfinal. Oh, a quarterfinal. How much does this interest you? Well, here we go. We're going to find out. We're going to find out a lot about our demographic here. A, a lot. I'm a huge soccer fan. B, some because it's in KC. C, I'll check out on scores, which is kind of where I'm at typically. And D, soccer is awful. Vote on our page, Twitter page at the Drive 13. Don't vote D. You'll make Michael cry. The correct answer is A. All right, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill. But we'll be right back with more on KUK State here on the Drive.
docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. Welcome back. As we continue our weekly two-minute drill, this segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. The Big 12 is chaos, uh, but it looked like Houston was the favorite to win the league title, but... Michael, did KU steal the role of favorite from the Cougars? Ooh, I don't know about that one quite yet, Fitz. I, for me, I've still got some big picture concerns for KU yep. going on the road. And Fitz, you look at the back half of KU's schedule, like you think the Big 12 is a gauntlet, but Fitz, there are road games at K-State, at Texas Tech, at Baylor, oh, and at Houston. Like there are a ton of huge road games to come for KU. And I think this next little batch of games here where KU plays at K-State, at home to Baylor, and then they go at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma. If KU can come out of that with maybe one loss or undefeated, then I think you're looking at being in a really good spot for the Jayhawks, where they then have a week off before they take on Texas and BYU before the final home stretch of a road game at Baylor, a home game against K-State, and then the season finale. It's gonna be incredible. Mm in Houston. So for KU now, I think the big question is going to be how can they perform on the road and can they do it consistently? I don't see KU losing a game at home this season and it's going to come down to those performance levels on the road. Can this team continue to evolve and learn from the past mistakes that they made at UCF, at West Virginia? And so much of it for me is the, the mentality um, because I think that's so big in this conference when you got to be up for it every single night. you got to pay attention to scouting reports because this KU coaching staff is so great at coming up with game plans. And one of the benefits for KU is the fact that they do get a week to prepare for Baylor and they get a week to prepare for Oklahoma. But those quick turnarounds when self can be at his best because the other team may not have the best scouting report, but you know with Coach Self, he is particularly strong in those instances. So for KU, right, I look at this and say there is an opportunity for KU to win the conference here. Should they be the favorite? I don't think so. Look, Houston has had their own issues away from home. We're going to learn a lot about them this week when they go on the road to take on Cincinnati. But I think for the time being, I kind of would say it's more of a, a jumbled mix at the top rather than KU being a clear favorite. And look, I'm not going to bet against Kansas and Bill Self in the long run, but I don't know if I'd have them as favorites. Yeah, that's a brutal stretch. And just just wait, uh, they're going to add Arizona next year. Huh. It's going to this conference. It's it's going to be a blast. But wow, wow! All right, Fitz. Kansas State hoops was successful in Jerome Tang's first year, but this year has been a struggle. Um, should K State fans be worried about the current trajectory? I, I don't think so. I mean, let's keep this in mind. Jerome Tang's in his second year as a head coach, um, but we look around the landscape of college basketball and other programs that have leaned into the transfer portal to try to get an edge for a new coach getting a, a start. You look down the road at Missouri. They just lost at Vanderbilt to start the SEC season at 0-9, and this was a pretty good team under Dennis Gates the first year. And he's a veteran head coach that, you know, went into the transfer portal to get a push, and, and now it's kind of come apart worse than it has at Kansas State. Even Arkansas, 
uh, with an experienced coach has now seen some real troubles pop up because the transfer portal hasn't worked out. Now, Kansas State lost out on some guys in the portal. Maybe it was the NIL, I don't know. Uh, but the, the more important problems here was a knee injury to Quez Glover that took away a guard that might have helped out with some of their backcourt problems. At least alleviated some of the pressure there for these guys to perform night in and night out because they're not doing that. And of course, the Naquan Tomlin situation was an absolute disaster for K-State basketball and completely unnecessary in my opinion. As I've learned more facts about the case, the matter I get that the president kicked this young man off the, off the team, and I fear K-State has some real legal exposure. But you gotta deal with that. And Coach Tang said from the very start on the Naquan situation, he was treating it like a season-ending injury. Well, it, it was, he's gone. And now this is the group you have to win with. Uh, I think they've got a lot of things they have to learn, but at some point, will he switch to playing more young guys? That, to me, that will signal it's time to move on and invest in the future. But they still can get to the NCAA tournament. I mean, you win Monday, as we discussed, you, you redefine your entire season and maybe your team. But they have to play at a higher level. They have to be more careful with the basketball. And it comes down to this, Michael. This team doesn't value possessions. And until they learn to value the basketball and that possessions count, Every possession, whether it's off a turnover, off a, a rebound, you have to make the most of it. They're just reckless with the ball, and it, it, it's driving me nuts along with everyone else that has to watch this K-State team. Yeah, Fitz, you made a good point about the transfer portal. I think as time goes on, especially in basketball, I wonder if people are going to move away from it being so heavy because there's not a lot of continuity in what's basketball about. Five guys all knowing where they're all going to be on the floor yep. at the same time. You can't constantly reinvent yourself and, and make it work. You've got to have a core group of guys coming back. Now let's step out of bounds. And Out of Bounds is brought to you by Dara's Corner Market. We love local and we are local for you. All right, Fitz, we don't talk much about the NFL around here because we tape on Sundays. But next Sunday is the big game between the San Francisco 49ers, who I'm an avid fan of. I am so scared about this game. Fitz, you're a Chiefs fan. Tell me why you think the Chiefs will win. And then I'll tell you why you're right, but also maybe wrong. <laughs> well, I'm, the answer for me is very easy. His name is Patrick Mahomes, but he now has a defense, which is a little odd. He never had that at Texas Tech, and he really didn't have that in Kansas City. But the defense carried the way last week. The defense has helped them greatly because they're just not as dangerous offensively. He doesn't have the same tools. But what this team has is this confidence. When they rolled into Baltimore to beat the Ravens, a team that probably was much better than – Kansas City on paper. They just did it with a great deal of confidence and focus, and they knew what they wanted to achieve, and that's why I think they will win this Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I wish I was there for it, because I love Las Vegas, mm. and I love the Chiefs, and I'll be here. Fitz, I have no rebuttal um, <laughs> other than Brock Purdy is my savior, and he oh. will make some plays. Hopefully they're positive. Um, no, I think the 49ers have a, a decent defense. I'm really concerned about uh, the extra time for Andy Reid to make a game plan, but I'm just praying and hoping Miracle happens, maybe the Niners can win, but I do not have any confidence in this game whatsoever. Just remember, folks, as people are telling you Big 12 football stinks, there's two Big 12 quarterbacks starting from schools not named Oklahoma mm -hmm. or Texas. Now let's hear from the fans, and our fan question is sponsored by Metalark. Retirement awaits in Manhattan, where you can live your way every day. Our fan question this week is, the K-State women rose to number two and then lost two straight games. 
Fitz, should I be worried? This is from Elaine in Manhattan. Uh, no, I mean, th- this is going to happen. In fact, the fact that they're three and two with Aoka Lee is, is probably good. Oklahoma might have been a little surprised, but let's be honest here. They, they barely beat BYU at home. They, they might be cycling down a little bit. But they were getting whooped at Texas and rallied frantically and made that game a little scary at the end for the Longhorns. This is still a pretty good team. This is an NCAA tournament team without Ioka Lee. And then when they get her back, hopefully she'll be fresh and they'll be ready to roll. Could be fun. Could be fun in March for the women. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show, and now let's take a look at our predictions. Predictions are brought to you by Kites, meeting your friends at Kites since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page, at The Drive 13. And let's look at last week's results. This is consistency by all of us in a bad way. We all went one and two, the fans, me, Michael. Uh, let's start this week's picks. Let's see if we can do better, people. Let's do better. We start with Houston at Cincinnati, uh, an old American game, basically, as Michael pointed out. Uh, we're going to set Houston as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Cincinnati that just won at Tech. This game interests me a lot. I'm going to take Cincinnati at home. Houston, not great on the road, and yeah. Cincinnati's got some momentum. I'll take the Bearcats. I'll stick with Houston because I think they'll have their energy up because this is kind of a rivalry game for them. Yeah, next up is K-State at BYU. BYU is a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I will also take BYU, the home team. Oh, boy, you're going home. I'm a, I'll, I'll stick with K-State. But, uh, I wanted to go to this game. This game tips off at 9 o'clock uh, Central. Uh, and no, I, I decided not to go because I'm old. And our last game of the week is Baylor at Kansas. Scott Drew, the known troublemaker, who got kicked out of the game the other day. Uh, yeah, KU, we said it as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. KU's going to win, but I'll take Baylor for the cover. I'll take KU to cover that spread. I see a double-digit win, point win coming from KU this week. Get under there, BYU. You just lose by five. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page, at the Drive 13 And now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One, by Local for a Strong Local Community. And we start with Michael Swain of Fog.net. Well, Fitz, Kansas football will not be playing its home games in Lawrence this year. It's been announced this past week that KU will play its non-conference games at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City and then also at Arrowhead Stadium. Look, it, it, I think everyone wants games to be played in Lawrence, right? The college football atmosphere there is great, but this is also a really cool opportunity for KU fans and the KU players. For fans, you get to watch KU football play in some unique venues, right? How many football games have been played at Children's Mercy Park? And then for Arrowhead Stadium, there's a great opportunity to watch Kansas football play in a stadium it's not played in in a very long time. And for the players, 
they love playing in NFL stadiums. You know, when I covered Iowa State, the program there made a big deal out of going to Las Vegas to play at Allegiant Stadium. So a cool opportunity, even if it's not the most ideal one. Those are going to be fun bus rides. Hey, I've talked about this before, but Scott Drew got kicked out of a game. Scott Drew, who I, I don't think he curses. He got kicked out. Big 12 officiating is broken. College basketball officiating is broken. Officiating and umpiring and all that is broken. I want the Big 12 to lead the way in starting an academy for former players to become officials, refs, all sports. Let's do it. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media.